Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Chris Evans here. Thank you for downloading this special edition of our podcast. To hear more guests each week, make sure you listen to the best of The Breakfast Show every Sunday at 10 on Virgin Radio. But right now, Dapper David, it's over to you. You can forget the man with the golden gun. Our next guest is the girl with the golden touch. Her book, Fleabag, The Scriptures, is out now and already a smash hit Sunday Times bestseller. Please welcome the lady we all have to thank for the hot priest. It's the fantastic Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yes! How are you? You look great. <laughs> Thanks. You look like you had fun last night. Yes, well, I did. Thank you very much indeed. Um, t- tell me about a vodka gimlet. Um, well, it perks you right up. What is a gim- um, what, what, is, what is the gimlet aspect of the vodka gimlet? Um, I think it's... The, well, I know that it's just a shot of, couple of shots of vodka, fresh lime juice and yeah. a little bit of sugar syrup. I don't know what the gimlety bit is. Maybe it, the sugar... Who, who, was the, who, was the, uh, who was the pusher? The pusher yeah. was actually my agent. Uh, <laughs> who? Uh, who? Is that what you meant? Who yeah, the gimlet pusher. Yeah, the gimlet pusher was my agent. Right. Yeah. Where? When? For ages, was the first gimlet ever. Well, actually, I just saw her have one, and it just looked so damn chic. And she ordered it with such um, panache and elegance, and with immediacy. You know, and someone's like, "What do you want to drink?" She was like, "I want a vodka gimlet with sugar syrup and fresh lime." Sometimes you have to specify, and uh, and I was so blown away by just the chicness of it all. Is it your go-to on. still? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So. Fleabag the scriptures, okay, the mm. book. Um, this was out last year, mm. but but you're around again with it now. Um, how, how come you're all excited about it again? Why not, of course, but why particularly? I love the book. I love that. <laughs> love that people can read. They're called read-alongs. You know about this. So marvelous Mira, who's producing the show today, uh, she did a read-along. So you watch, you watch Fleabag and you read along. Oh, my God. Do you not know this? No. That's what people do. Do they? It's like I the drinking a, game with Whitdale and I. I got, a sent, I got a sent a video from a friend of mine, um, of him, and he came back to his flat and a lot of people were, do, were reading in his flat. They were sat around reading the dinner party scene and they did the whole first episode over their own dinner party. That was the best feeling in the world. Um, I think there is something really fun. I, I remember reading um, s- scripts of movies that I love for the first time and it is a completely different experience because you just suddenly your own imagination kicks into gear you, you realize what the actors were doing and what every other aspect of it brings to it but you can also take your time with yeah. with um with the meaning of it what was the best script you've ever read or or observed on the telly or in the cinema that, that's not yours the best thing ever the best thing ever ever, ever. oh god i'm so bad at these on the spot oh sorry i know it's rubbish it's a rubbish god. question actually isn't it i just <laughs> no, thought you might good. have been asked it before I wish I had. Uh, did you like uh, with Nail and I? You like with Oh my god, that's a really good one. You Thank go. you. Thank you. I love that one. I've not actually read the screenplay for that. I would love to read the screenplay for that. Okay, you say when you're writing you feed off pressure and you you re- pre- pressure is good for you. Um how to tell people listening a, a little bit of a take home if you don't mind. Uh, how to how to how to use pressure as fuel. Gosh. Um I think I mean I I burn myself out doing it, so I don't know if this is a tip. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is just how I get there. I think making sure that you've done the the foundation. Like I have so many. I have a kind of murderer, serial killer, murderer's wall in my uh, room and at my office of just so many jokes, post-it notes, uh, no everything on the wall. So I know that the foundation is in my head and on my wall. And then by the time it gets to the night before, um, you've just got to forget it all, trust that it's all there, and then just write to surprise yourself and make yourself laugh. And you say panic, panic, hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is that, that, that is the process. But you seem so cool about it. I mean, I watched the, the Vogue 73 Questions, which I loved, by oh, the way. Okay. I loved that. Who's the guy that does that? Joe, is his name Joe? Joe, yeah. Is he, yeah. He, he, this is his thing, isn't it? Yeah, he's so brilliant He does it. it a lot, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. But you were so... Sh- I mean, do you get... Are you gifted the questions beforehand, or is that was that straight yeah. off the... Oh, right, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that- and then it's like... Uh, God, I don't even know if you're allowed to say that. I've seen. I've also seen Joe's face. Not many people have seen Joe's delightful face. I'm giving away all the secrets. It's like, um, do you remember um, MTV Cribs? It was the kind of thing. Yeah, who's yeah, behind the camera? Yeah. This who's is got where to the magic in? happens. Now uh, get away! Come on, I gotta get up. Is Cribs still going? No, it's a shame. You miss Cribs? I'd say do I. Um, also, always thought it was completely insane that people let people into their houses. No, though. but that's the American way, though, isn't it? I like it. I like the fact that the Americans enjoy things. What's it like to be loved by America? Because they do adore you. Well, quite rightly, by the way. But, you know, for me, North America, you know, it has its faults. But for, from an entertainment point of view, it is the absolute mecca of everything, I think. Yeah, they uh, they know what they're doing. It's great. <laughs> it feels really nice. And when you had, um, when you had, was it 11 Emmy nominations for, for Fleabag and nine for Killing Eve? Was that on the same night? At the same Emmys. Yeah, was it that many for Killing Eve? My it was God, twenty God. altogether. So it was oh, yes, eleven. Yes, yes. It was eleven and one of eleven, nine of the other. I yes, can't that's remember right, which it was nine. Was. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh my what gosh. was that? Twenty nominations for you. What is that about? Well, I can't take the credit for all the, no, the Killing well, Eve ones because I wasn't. I didn't write that second series. You so, but you sort of can because you created it. This, nobody minds, by the way. Nobody minds that that <laughs> that question or that statement or that observation apart from you, which is fine because you're gorgeous and humble and modest and that's all great. But the the, the, the question stands. What was the question? How is it, how, what, what is it about? <laughs> 20 nominations on the same night? You mean, you know, as far as like feeling, there's Cloud 9, I, 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 I suspect you've, you've visited Cloud 10, 11, 12 and all the way up to 20 <laughs> nominations. What, what was that not night like for you? That night was really, really special because it just felt like it's an industry voted um, awards, that as well. So you really feel that it's your peers that are behind you. And also it feels... I think because of the way Fleabag started and the the way that I work and the team that I work with and everyone, they're just such a bunch of like rascals and ratbags who just work so hard, but they're also mischievous and and lovely. And it just feels every single time like we've climbed in through the bathroom window to all of these events. That <laughs> is so cool. Snuck in and then everyone's sort of like, <laughs> and so it was a really, really special night. And it doesn't, it's just hard to get your head around that sort of number, like when you say yeah, like 20 yeah. awards, but, but then you just have a, just have a great night. I was going to say, how, how does a night like that end? Surely you you see the sunrise. Hopefully you will. Oh yes! Come on, and and maybe the, the next day as yes. well. <laughs> You've got to keep going. <laughs> well, tell us how you keep going without giving too much away. We um, well, you just. I think the important thing is not to take off. Like if you've had a really, none of us took off our swanky outfits that night. Whereas normally you just go home, you just go back and like get into your comfies and, yeah, yeah. and go on. But that night we just decided to stay posh you know we just stayed all glitzed up and we just went and actually got a uh, 
a room in a hotel. Um, my agents had organised like a room in a hotel and just got all your buddies there and yeah. just keep. I think they're, they're just just keep. I can't. Do you know you what? Just keep the room just, service coming. I just coming. can't remember. Uh, good for you. Good I just for you. remember thinking that was fun. All right. Uh, I heard you, one of your favourite quotes is we write to taste life twice, which is so beautiful, so profound. Who said that? Anais Nin. Nin. Okay. I never know if it's It's Nin a great Nin. quote, isn't it? It's beautiful, yeah. Okay. And it's, it's, it's and people who, who don't write um, are missing out because everybody can write something, can't they? Yeah. It's just a diary. Uh, but you yeah. really sort of get, and you, 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 when you write, it's the best of yourself. It's what you would like to say spontaneously but never get the chance to, which is really clever and a yeah. bit of a cheat, isn't it? Oh, it's so cathartic <laughs> when you can do that. When you just think, oh, imagine, and you live in those moments for a second. Yeah. And even when you've thought, especially if you've, there's a line you've come up with that you wish you said in real life that you can actually put in a scene. <laughs> Let me actually this okay so do you look at a genre and apply a twist to it or do you do you think twist anyway i think twist anyway but it comes easily when uh, i'm presented with a genre and my instinct is always to how do you surprise keep the surprise how do you keep the keep the twist and keep it fresh but the when you say my instinct is there seems that suggests a pause it doesn't suggest a, a, a being of twist if you know what I mean. A pause? Yeah, yeah, because, you, because you, you, my instinct is, I'm presented with a genre, my instinct is, OK, let's apply a twist. So there is a little gap there. Oh, oh no, that's only because, retrospectively, I've worked out that's what I've done. Right. So I think when I'm describing it, I'll say, oh, yes, that is what happens. But no, no, it's very instant. How much of Eve is in Fleabag? How much of Fleabag is in Eve? Um, the character? Yeah. Um, I don't think... I don't think they're that similar, actually. I'd say Fleabag's got more of a villanelle in her. Yeah, villanelle and Fleabag, I think, would have a have a have a brilliant night out together. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I think Fleabag would be a bit intimidated. What about the uh, what about the rule of the rule of twelve? Right. So twelve offices, twelve faulty towers, twelve postman pats, mm -hmm. okay. twelve disciples, twelve disciples, twelve months of the year. Okay. Uh, in America, it's the opposite. It's twenty three a year for seven years, if it's any good, and maybe beyond. Mm. Okay. So so w was there always going to be the rule of twelve? No, there was strictly the rule of six, and I, I mean, I was going to end it after the first after the first series. In fact, it, it just was it. It had ended. It was an adaptation of the play that had an ending, and I didn't know how I was going to open it up again. Um, but I did know for sure after this one. When, I mean, when she walks away from the camera, that was the that was the moment I knew that this was going to be the end. Uh, right? Uh, is hair really everything? <laughs> Some days it damn well feels like it. <laughs> You've said it in the past. Hair is everything. Hair is everything. Yeah, it can it can ruin a day or make a day. I feel. I do think it takes it preoccupies quite a lot of women's minds and lives. Did you have yeah. a Do you have a close relationship with a particular hairdresser? Yes. Who? Oh my god, Aminio. Okay, when did you meet Aminio? I met Aminio when I was. Um, great question. No one's ever asked me this before. <laughs> I love talking about Aminio. I met Aminio when I was at drama school, and he was a friend of a friend, and he gave me um, a free haircut, which was massive. Um, because you know when you're a student and you can't feel you're kind of doing it yourself you're like hacking it to pieces yourself in the in your bathroom and I had long curly hair and he said I'll give you a free haircut but you need to have short hair it's the hair that you're supposed to have and he cut it all off and actually this is after I left drama school and he cut it all off and the moment he cut it off I started getting work so he was right so when nowadays when you're at stateside or whatever does Aminio go with you? no I get a little trim before I go okay from Aminio yes always has, has anybody else ever cut your hair since Aminio started cutting it? yes you're going right to the heart of me right now. Well, <laughs> yes, I, you're I very good. <laughs> I did. I had one, and it was a mistake. 
Uh, it was a terrible, terrible mistake. And I sent him pictures of it after it, saying, I'm so sorry, I got carried away. You were unfaithful to your hairdresser. I was. It's the worst I thing in the world. I permission and he was sort of like, OK, we had like a kind of... Uh, he gave me a one-off and, uh, and I, learned, I learned my lesson. OK, how, how long did it take you to write your monologue for Saturday Night Live? Oh, um, well, about it's sort of that week... It was that because it was so tight, it was so sharp. How how long did it? How how long was it? And you know, percentage-wise, what what did it come down by? It was no. I I kind of was aiming for that the whole time. It started off pretty short actually. It was just trying to build um, the jokes on a daily basis. Um, So I'd say it took about a week. But I've been thinking about it. But it's the same way that I always work everything I write at the beginning when I'm prepared and actually kind of getting on top of it two weeks before always ends up out the window and it's the stuff I do at the last minute but you, it was it was so crisp and it, you, you hit everything perfectly and you didn't seem at all nervous and I'm thinking she must have been a bit nervous but you didn't seem it were you and if you were how did you cover it up I was really nervous. Um, you do a little dress rehearsal first which helps um, sort of moments before it's so manic and yet so ordered that whole um, the way that it's orchestrated is that everything's happening so fast around you but everyone on the floor knows exactly what they're doing so you don't really need to think they just push you into a wig or take your trousers off and you just have to kind of submit to it and so once I was sort of on 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 the roll with them and you just trust them so much but the monologue was yeah that was a bit I was really really nervous about so thanks for saying no no and the, the, when the band clap your jokes uh, th- then you're on you, you, you know you're they in clap. aren't you yeah, of course they did have you not seen it back no oh you've got to watch it back I can't watch it no. really do you, do you watch anything back are you, are you in the edit for things you do oh god yeah yeah for like not not so I mean for shows that I make I, you know I watch but not for like, interviews and stuff oh no yeah. horror horror no well it's very good you, you shouldn't fear it whatsoever <laughs> okay so when you when you couldn't get arrested Right when you were trying to act and you've been to drama college and all this kind of stuff, what 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 was the tipping point? What was the was there a eureka moment? Was there a moment when you woke up um, that morning and you thought today's the day? Was there something in the air? What about when I when things changed? Yeah, I no, it was meeting Vicky Jones, who's my best friend and who I started. Uh, I couldn't, I mean, I honestly couldn't get a job uh, until Amelia cut my hair and then I got a job. <laughs> but um, but I also just really wanted to just, there was one thing about not getting a job and not getting an acting job, but I just wanted to be in the world. I wanted to be around writers and just be making stuff and flexing the muscles a little bit. Um, and I met Vicky and uh, she was directing an ex-boyfriend of mine in a pub like above uh, like in a theatre above a pub and I kind of went up to her afterwards and was like hi if you ever ever need anyone to do anything like pull a curtain or anything can you um, call me and she did and she then put me in a play which was a disaster but we both left that play and uh, and became great friends and then we set up our theatre company together and then just on a monthly basis we were just producing new writing and working with new writers she'd been working at the Royal Court so she knew loads of writers I knew loads of actors and everyone's so desperate to make stuff and the moment we found uh, this pub the George Tavern in East London they gave us a room upstairs which had you know like a dead owl in the corner and a hole in the floor it was a total fire trap but we went in and they gave us the space and we just kept making stuff and the excitement around that um, was was when I realised actually you can like you can build it. Oh, so when you find your voice, so so when you you hit the ground running, so you, so you you start to make stuff, and then does do you feel something light up inside you that you hadn't felt before, and then you get to a certain sort of a rate and range, and you 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 think oh my goodness me this was always there, and now we're off and we're running. Well, I felt 
so for the first like year or two of doing the monthly like shorts nights and all the we'd ask like 10 writers to come and this is relevant we'd ask we'd ask like 10 to 15 writers to write a 10 minute play for us like with a certain brief like how do you make an audience fall in love with a character under five minutes how do you make an audience forgive a character a heinous crime and all this kind of thing and uh, there was one night and all the writers would submit their work anonymously so no one knew who wrote what even though they knew which writers were writing on the night and there was one night when we were down one piece and the brief was to try and get an audience to heckle without knowing without them knowing that's what they're supposed to do there and so there was lots of really provocative writing and uh, and I had an idea for one and I remember saying to Vicky because we were one piece down and she was like oh what are we going to do we need to get another writer and I was like I have an idea and she was like do it write it now and uh, and I wrote it and I acted in it and it went down well and in that moment when it was going down well I looked when people were laughing and heckling and I looked round to Vicky and she was sat at the back of the audience looking at me with these big eyes going holy <laughs> and I was like oh god and then I really got the bug then and then I just write, was writing and writing and writing short plays and always with Vicky helping me and directing everything that okay. I did and do, do, do you ever fear that leaving you now? Oh crikey! I've never thought. Not until sorry. not until now. Oh, sorry, sorry. It can go. Where did it all go it wrong? It can leave me. <laughs> Another thing that can leave me. Okay. Don't look down. Don't look down. Uh, there's no elephant in the room. Oh my god. Uh, okay. Don't think about bananas. Bananas. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, what could I have asked you that I haven't asked you that would be any good? Um. Ding 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 ding. My my, please ask me questions about Bond. Where were you when you circumnavigate these questions? Where were you when you got the call? Um, I was uh, I was writing, I think. Um, oh no, I was in the edit for Fleabag. I was in the edit for Fleabag, and was it a morning? Was it a night time? It was an afternoon, but I had it was a series of. I had the call that um that Barbara wanted to meet me that Barbara Broccoli wanted to meet me for a coffee and then uh and I was like oh, all right but the strangest thing is is that I'd I'd really I I had been sort of dreaming about the idea of it only a couple few months beforehand I was like well wouldn't it be cool to be involved in a bond film just sort of I just put that sort of in the ether and then it just came around I mean, and were you parachuted in yeah, physically, yeah. No. I had to smash through a window. <laughs> I did a forward roll towards Very Daniel Craig. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that. That's rubbish. But we, 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 was there a script already? Was it there? Yeah, yeah. Or was it finished? Yeah. Okay. So you, you so how do you, how do you begin that process with being, conti- being respectful to everybody involved? Well, what did they? What, what was your job? What they, can you come in and? Of, yeah, poli- just sort of do dialogue polishes and right. um, and to offer things. Really, it's about just offering different like alternatives and then and then eventually so I'll be writing some they'll give me some scenes and they'll be like can you write some alts for this or have a look at another idea about where it could go in the middle or how it would end and then I would just give them um options and various scenes and then they would take what they want or or write but there was you know a lot of people writing Carrie um the director was a writer on it as well and There'd been a few writers before and, you know, Daniel uh, is really, really involved from the beginning. We had so many great conversations with him about it, constantly in touch with him about it. So it's a big sort of melting pot of everybody's ideas the whole time. Right. Have you sorted out your frock for the premiere? No. I think I want to wear just a, like a tux. Yeah. Yeah, Rock I want to go as Bond. Well, I, I think I think we're done. Uh, how good is Glenn Close? Quickly, Glenn Close. Yeah. Oh my God, she's a dream. Okay. She um, gave me my first um, movie role. And what about Rasputin? What's the big deal about Rasputin? My God, I was just talking about him yesterday. Oh, no. I just got off the phone from him. Tell me about it. 
Um, love Rasputin. <laughs> love him. Why have you folded your arms? Why have you folded your arms? <laughs> because I freaked out because I was talking about him yesterday. I have obsessions with certain people from history who I think have um, either been misrepresented, <laughs> somewhat, or people who are just deemed sort of evil characters. I instantly want to know what the real story was right, behind yeah, them. Apparently, you've really got to go. Have I really got to go? Yeah. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Thank you for downloading this special extra edition of the Best of the Breakfast Show with Sky. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe for free to get our best bits every week.